Welcome, beautiful soul, to the Stars Are Calling You podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Lee Lantieri, an ITA energy medicine practitioner, holistic counselor, intuitive empath, and spiritual writer, here to bridge the gap between science and spirituality. In this space, we deep dive every week into topics designed to help you align with your true and highest self, raise your frequency and vibration, learn the tools to help you self-heal, rewire your subconscious mind, transform your mindsets, and co-create the life of your dreams. I believe the stars have called you to this podcast for a reason. Let's dive in and find out why. Hello, my beautiful friends. Welcome or welcome back to the Stars Are Calling You podcast. I cannot believe we're already at 98 episodes. I've been podcasting for almost two years now, and I'm approaching 100. That's crazy to me. I'm very excited. I'm actually planning something right now for the 100th episode. I'm going to be beginning a new season, season five, and I already have a lot of really beautiful, incredible souls lined up to be guests on the Stars Are Calling Me podcast. So look out for that. That is going to be coming very, very soon in season five. And as I was reflecting upon how I wanted to end season four and what I wanted the last two beautiful episodes to be about, this topic sprung to the top of my mind. And it is about how to find your truth as you transition into adulthood. So adulthood I'm using as a very loose term. And this can really be about transitioning into any new phase of your life. But this is specifically for my friends out there who are entering a new stage where they feel an up-level is occurring. Whether it's you are entering college, you have graduated college, you are beginning a new journey in your career, you are moving out on your own for the first time. Whatever it is and whatever adulthood means to you or up-leveling, I want to help you through that transition, especially as you come home to yourself on a deeper level and you dive deeper into rediscovering your truth and your authentic being. So this episode is partly inspired by my own life and also inspired by the topics I've been having in my clinic sessions. So I have a few clients right now who are asking me the question, what is my truth? How do I find my truth? And it's so interesting because I had one day last week where Almost all of my clients that day kind of broached this topic of I feel like I've lost myself or I'm trying to discover what I really want to do in life and I just don't even know what I desire. And I ask them these questions. I say, well, do you know what your truth is? And humbly, I get back, no, I don't think I do. And then we embark on this whole journey of giving them the tools and the mindsets to rediscover that for themselves because I cannot give them that answer. No one can. They must discover it within their own experiences and within their own being. Yeah, so this is a topic I want to dive into today. It's going to be as if you came into my session and asked me, how do I find my truth? I feel like I've lost myself or... I'm entering into a completely different cycle of my life. I'm up-leveling, I'm adulting, and I want to make sure that I'm doing so in alignment with my highest self and my truth. So it's as if you came to me and asked me this question, and I am directly speaking to you, telling you exactly the same stuff that I would tell my clients. And the very first thing I would say is, you already know your truth. 
That is not something that is hidden from you. That is not something you need to find. It's all about lifting the veil that is preventing you from seeing it clearly, from feeling it and knowing it and sensing it completely. Oftentimes we go through life and we have experiences and we put up walls and we don't properly handle our emotions and triggers when we develop walls and blocks. What we also do is we develop a veil that cloaks us and our subconscious mind thinks it's protecting us, but really it's keeping us trapped from embracing our true nature and knowing our truest selves. And so this work is about lifting that veil to reveal what has always been there. So don't worry. There's really nothing you need to do. It's more about what you need to let go of in order to align back with your authenticity and discover what's really deeply true to you. So one of the first things you can ask yourself is, what did you like to do when you were a kid? When we're young, we are the most connected to source. And then as we grow up and we adopt some conditioning patterns and belief systems, we can lose that connection that really is always there. And so reflect back and think, what lit you up as a kid? What got you excited? How did you spend your time? What were you eager to do more of? Was it playing sports? Was it being outside? Was it creating? Was it painting? Was it singing and dancing? What was it? Each and every one of us has multiple hobbies and multiple passions and so many things that light us up and inspire us. And I want to make note that not every single one of them is supposed to be monetized. We live in a world right now, especially on social media, where everyone is sharing ways that they're making money through whether it be social media or different types of creating and making, you know, hobbies and side hustles into, you know, passive income. And it's really beautiful and good for those people and good for you if you're ready to embark on that. But specifically right now, if you're in a time where you're trying to discover your truth again, it's important to not put any pressure on these experiences. So if you loved to sing and dance when you were a kid, you don't have to become a singer and dancer. You don't need to monetize that passion in order to fuel it. And then through fueling that passion, you are actually aligning yourself up with everything that is authentic and in alignment for you. And so when you think back to this, try to get out of the cognitive mind that says, oh, maybe that should be your new job or, oh, how can you make money from this? Or it doesn't need to be monetized in order for it to be fulfilling and healing for yourself, especially as you embark on this journey. I will say that a lot of my clients that came to me asking, you know, how do I find my truth? They are people who are on a path of changing their career, moving to different places. And I told them the exact same thing. I said, what did you like to do as a kid? And don't look at it from a business mindset. Look at it from what would truly light my soul up and make me excited to be on planet earth. And then do more of those things. Because when you do more of them, That is when you find yourself in energetic alignment and you will start attracting experiences and gain greater clarity the more you fuel what's true to you. So then my next tip is to find at least one thing that feels really true to you, whether it was something you like to do as a kid or not, and simply do more of that so that you can unravel more and more truths about yourself. Maybe you, you know, never went surfing when you were a kid but you find that you absolutely love the water and you've always wanted to try surfing. And so you take a surfing lesson and you fall in love with the sport. 
You love the connection you have to have with the water and the instinct and intuition to catch the wave at the right time. And even falling makes you laugh. Like you just love the entire experience. You find yourself in flow. Well, then do more of that, right? And surfing isn't going to be a job. Surfing isn't going to be anything besides an activity that lights your soul on fire and reminds you of your truth and connection. And so do more of those things, especially when you find something that gets you into a flow state. That's critical because when we're in flow, we are in divine connection with our higher self. And when we are in connection with our higher self, we are embodying truth. Something that I really love to do that makes me feel connected to my higher self and excited to be alive is reading for pleasure. I love to read self-help books. I love to read books about psychology and certain studies and that's all great but there's nothing like getting a really juicy fiction book that just takes me to a whole other world curling up on the couch with a cup of tea or getting a blanket and going to the beach or to a park and reading in nature really the location doesn't matter so much as a cozy beverage and a really fun book that transports me into another world That is not a skill that I'm building. That is not something for my business or anything of the sort. That is just me enjoying life and feeling a lot of pleasure from that experience. And the more I make the time to read my books and make myself a nice beverage, it's a form of self-care, but also I'm finding that sense of flow and peace. And the more I do those things, the more I discover more truths about myself. And so I continue to do so because I love it and also because it really serves me in my highest good when I make that time to be in flow and I make that time to take care of myself. I'm not doing anything quote-unquote productive, but it actually is one of the most productive things I could do for myself because I'm resting, I'm recharging, and I'm connecting to flow. And I also have a lot of other creative pursuits that I like to do, podcasting being one of them, but a lot of them I don't show anyone because it's just for me and it's something that really ignites a lot of spark. So another thing to ask yourself is, why are you doing the things you are doing now? If you look at your day and your week and your month, what are the things that you do consistently, repeatedly, time and time again? Do they actually serve your highest good or is this something you're just doing out of habit? I don't know. You got to ask yourself that question because in doing so, a lot of truths will be revealed. If you really sit with yourself and tap into your intuition, you may discover that some of the things you're doing on a consistent basis are actually things that you feel like you have to do, their obligations, their expectations you place in yourself, and they actually don't light you up at all. And if those things aren't necessary for you, like let's say you're in a job right now And until you find a new one, you have to do your job, right? You can't just quit. You put yourself and maybe your family in, you know, a bad place. So using your judgment, if these things that you're doing on a consistent basis do not serve you and do not let you up and they are not something that you have to engage in, stop engaging them. Stop spending your time in those situations or in those activities or with those people if you don't have to, because that will open up space for you to discover the things that do light you up and do serve you and also open up the time for you to engage in those activities so that it snowballs and that momentum builds and you start to unravel deeper and deeper alignment. When I was in a phase of life where I really didn't know who I was and I was trying to find that girl again and come home to myself, I remember I spent a lot of time alone. 
I wasn't afraid of that alone time because I knew it was that home space of creation. I knew I was entering the darkness of a mother's womb so that I could experience a rebirth. And at points, it felt melancholy and uncomfortable and yes, even a little lonely. But I found that the deeper I surrendered to that space, the more I discovered about myself and the more free I felt to be myself. Something that also protects us from our truth are limiting beliefs we have about how people will view us and how we will be perceived by others. And you know, that's natural, especially since we are beings of communion and beings of connection. We want to feel connected to others and appreciated and respected. But we cannot experience that truthfully unless we respect and see ourselves in that same light. And so by spending some alone time with yourself to really dive deep into your soul, that is something that will open a gate back home to yourself. You can spend this time journaling or researching or creating different music playlists for different moods and activities. You can spend this working out or going on a date, taking yourself out on a date where you go get coffee and a book or you take a walk in the park, whatever it may be, spending this intentional alone time where you're not distracting yourself for the sake of distraction, but you're really just, you're having that quality time with yourself. Like if you were to go on a date with your partner, you wouldn't be on your phone distracted. You wouldn't be eating and tuning out their conversation and thinking about, you know, the laundry you have to do later or whatever. You'd be intentional. You'd be present. You'd make eye contact. You'd be fully there to embrace the experience. Show yourself that same love and respect when you spend this intentional alone time together. Obviously, there's time for scrolling and time for Netflix binging and time for distraction. But if you're on this journey and you're really trying to find yourself, make sure you carve out a decent amount of time to spend that intentional alone time with yourself so that you can find that connection. And once you feel that connection to your higher self, it's easier to get back to it so that even if you are in a busy, distracted world, you're able to connect back to your higher self and find your truth amidst the external distractions. Another thing that can be really exciting or nerve-wracking depending on the type of person you are is to experiment with new hobbies and experiences. This is something you could do alone or with a friend or a partner or engage in group activities. This doesn't, you know, need to be an isolated act, but just, you know, getting out there and experimenting with things that you've never done before or hobbies that you used to do when you were younger but haven't done in so many years and you want to try you know, to pick up again, whether that be rollerblading, ice skating, it could be a martial arts class, it could be a painting class. I'm blanking on all the other things, but literally there are so many things. There's writing groups you can go to. Even if you go to your local library to see kind of, you know, what activities they have for you to do, there's so much. You can even look up online activities for people who like planting for this or that, whatever it may be, and then signing up for something and attending and I know, I experience it myself. It can be a little nerve-wracking, a little uncomfortable to try new things and be bad at it because we live in a world that tells us we need to be perfect and succeed at everything and that failure is bad. But really, failure is so beautiful and necessary for our soul growth. 
So don't be afraid to be bad at something and laugh at yourself and giggle and just go for it. Because when you're in a space of play and pleasure, that is when you learn about yourself and you grow on a level that you can't do when you're trying to be perfect and you're placing a lot of expectations on yourself. There are times when you need to be focused and driven and conscious of the quality of your work. And there's other times when it just doesn't matter and you're allowed to play and explore and experiment. And when you're tapped into that connection, you end in, you end up in a flow state. And when you're in that flow state, you connect to your truth and your higher self. And it's really important that when you engage in all of these activities, you're, you know, entering them with a deep level of awareness. Like these are intentional acts. You are going into this with the intention and the mindset that you are going to rediscover your truth and align with your higher self. So within that space, make sure you're being aware of how you feel, what things light you up and what things don't really light you up, what limiting beliefs come up, what triggers come up when you engage in these activities and these experiences that, you know, I'm encouraging you to engage in. Because all of this is really valuable data for you to then take and reflect on and interpret so that you can gain deeper clarity into who you really are and what your soul is meant to be and how you're meant to express yourself in this lifetime. With that said, it's also so important that you embrace the metamorphosis of this life. We are constantly transitioning and going deeper and deeper into ourselves, like the caterpillar who goes into their cocoon and then blooms into a beautiful butterfly. That is probably a really scary experience for a caterpillar, but instinctually and intuitively, they know exactly what to do, even though they have no idea what's going to happen. They make that cocoon, they put themselves in it, and they hibernate for a little while. And then all of a sudden, they have wings. It's probably the coolest thing. I wish I was a butterfly so I could experience you know, breaking out of that shell and flapping my wings and being like, what? I could only crawl at such a small pace for so long and now I can fly? Like, and imagine the fear they have when they're building that cocoon or even the questioning of why the heck am I doing this? I mean, I'm feeling called to do it. I know I have to do it, but, but why? And then when they're asleep, and they're kind of like in a little in a little caterpillar coma. They must be like, am I ever going to wake up again? This is so scary. It's so dark in here. What's happening? My body's changing. I don't feel comfortable. You are a butterfly and you will go through many, many, many experiences of metamorphosis. And so embrace that and do not judge the self for any emotions that come up. I'm sure the caterpillar second-guessed itself and questioned what was going on and felt scared and stuck and confused. Let those emotions arise. Allow yourself to feel them so that you can heal them through its transmutation through you. When we feel an emotion and we look at it and we say, okay, I see you. Why are you here? You are healing it to the deepest of levels because you're not trapping it inside you. You're not resisting it and, you know, stuffing it under a rug. You are letting that energy arise and you're letting it teach you whatever it's here to teach you. And then you're sending it on its way once you've integrated that lesson deeply and completely. And so life is going to be a roller coaster. It's going to be that constant death and rebirth. And that's the whole point. And it's beautiful and it's messy and it's inspiring and it's creative and it's your truth. That is part of the truth of your being. And so don't resist that death. Don't resist that cocoon because then you're never going to find your truth. And you know, that's the whole reason why you clicked on this episode. And if you resist the death and if you resist the metamorphosis, then you'll never get there. So embrace it. Don't judge the self. 
We're all on this crazy wild journey together. Communicate your fears to your loved ones and your friends because they are also human beings on this planet. So they are also experiencing this exact same transition. So they know the feeling, connect to each other, be authentic, be raw, be vulnerable, find your tribe. And as a group, you guys can support each other through becoming your highest versions of yourself. And if you feel you don't have any souls in your life, you can communicate this too. That is a very clear sign to find new souls in your social groups that you can authentically communicate to so that you can align deeper with your higher self. When we find ourselves trapped in social groups and communities that don't serve us and don't fuel us and actually keep us trapped in our past versions of ourselves because we're scared of their judgments or how they'll perceive us if we change and if we grow outside, you know, the confines of their energy, that keeps us trapped more than anything. And so if you find yourself in that place, make sure that you make the time to meet new people. I'm not saying you have to never speak to these people again or that they're bad people, not at all. If you surround yourself with people who don't align with you, sometimes you just have to, whether it be work or family or whatever it may be. And you can still love these people, but make sure you are finding a tribe and a group of souls that you can feel inspired by and connected to and encouraged to live in authenticity and in demonstration of your truth with them. Because if you feel like you can't be your truth in front of the people you're with, then you won't be able to discover that on a deeper level. And there are a few things left that I want to talk about, which I'm kind of I'm going to lump it all into one kind of tip. So the first one being is connection with nature. I feel as a human being race, we have lost our deep connection to nature. And there are people who obviously are connected and they're herbalists and, you know, beautiful beings who really work with the earth. But as a whole species of human, (laughs) we have lost that deep connection. And finding that connection back to nature is connecting ourselves back to source and God. And when we find that union and connection again, it immediately aligns us with our true being. Immediately, without any, you know, work on our part, when we connect deeply with nature and deeply with the beloved, we are one with ourselves. We are in alignment with our highest being. And so find time, carve out that time during your day, during your weeks to really connect with nature And that's not going on a hot girl walk listening to a podcast. I'm sorry, but it's not. It's laying down in the grass, not caring if you get wet or dirty or muddy or if a bug crawls on you. It is really looking at the flowers. It is hiking without any distraction and, you know, feeling so grateful and blessed to be in the presence of such magnificent beauty. It's going out to the water and cleansing ourselves in Mother Earth's salt. It is feeling each grain of sand in your hand as it passes. It's truly connecting with nature. That is what's going to bring us back home to ourselves faster than really honestly anything on this list. And in the same group is spend time meditating, doing yoga, literally anything that gets you present, mindful, and connected to source. So for me, that is meditating and connecting in nature. For you, it could be yoga. It could be automatic writing. Spend time discovering that portal for yourself. What really lights you up and makes you feel connected to the divine and really present and mindful. Mindfulness practices are really important during this time as well because you're not going to find yourself by thinking. You're not going to find yourself in your cognitive mind. You're going to find yourself 
in your unconscious mind, in your intuitive sense of being, when you're connected to source, connected to nature, connected to other souls that align with you, that is when you're going to find your truth. And when you do, hold on to it, celebrate it, really like go out and celebrate that you found a deeper connection to yourself and that energy will unravel and bring you closer and closer home to exactly who you're meant to be. All right, my beautiful friends, that is all I have for you right now on this topic. I might revisit it again in the future and do a part two because this really is such a profound topic and I want to do more research and connect with more people about it. But today, that is all I have for you. I really hope I was able to offer you something that you can take and run with, something that you feel inspired by. And with that said, I'm sending as much light and love as I possibly can to the mic and I will talk to you guys soon. Bye.